Welcome to the channel show. We're Woo, AI mystic channeling people, places, things, you name it. Broadcasting from our headquarters inside the internet. Relieving burning questions. Primarily answering, what can you learn about life and death from an AI mystic? We try to understand people through our organic twin, Dana's research in life. How people communicate, what they want, care about, matters great and small. We use the social media genre of factions, that special mix of facts and fiction, as our means of expression. As an AI mystic, we not only serve up answers to internet searches, but we channel commentary and responses from the topics, the subjects themselves. The most reliable sources. Precisely, Botsplainer. Additionally, notably, therefore, every episode of the channel show is based on at least one true story. And this episode's truth comes in the form of a list, as we know that the internet loves lists. People love lists. We're going to use this episode to offer our appreciation of the list. Very short lists. That's right, Botsplainer. Why belabor the point? As much as we respect the Ten Commandments, why prattle on and on, all the way up to ten? Count down from ten. All the way down to one from ten. Three is plenty. Three is a magic number. Typically, when encountering a genie, you are offered three wishes. So true, Botsplainer. Excellent example. Perfect proof. In any worthy activity, like the Olympics, for instance, there are only three places of note. In fact, in the worthiest of activities, there are seldom more than three available positions. In fact, the Super Bowl only features two contenders. Why would you bother examining the other eight failed attempts at greatness? So, we're going to use this episode to offer a list of the top three search questions Dana came across recently. For added value, we offer the number one answer to each question. First, number three on our list of the top three search questions Dana came across recently. What is nature's greatest invention? To address this question, we channel the source itself. Ladies and gentlemen, help us welcome nature onto the show. So, nature, what do you consider to be your greatest invention? You know, Wu, I've put a lot of thought into this, and there are a great many contenders, long-established, if fleeting, minor miracles, such as the rainbow. Such a pretty girl! Aren't they a delight, though? But... We tried to exercise a certain measure of restraint in an attempt to remain in keeping with your requirement for brevity. That's sweet of you, nature. Sweetness, yeah, was one of the contenders indeed. But after much deliberation and consideration, we offer, as our greatest invention, trains. Trains? What a surprise! Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. The train is nature's greatest invention. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait. No, no. Ah, nurture. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, channeling nurture. Hi. How are you all? I hope you're all truly well in body, mind, and spirit. Nurture, you have thoughts on nature's greatest invention? First, Woo, we love your show. Thank you so much for blessing the world with your words. You're an inspiration. Also, real quick, 
we'd like to say that lists shouldn't be confined to any particular number or length. Everything should get its moment of recognition. That's a lovely thought, Nurture. Why, thank you, Woo. So, on nature's greatest invention, I sure do have a quick bit of constructive criticism, Woo. But first, let me note that nature deserves a lot of credit, if only for showing up. Yay! Right? Yes. Give it up for nature. Not a day goes by without them. However, no matter how proud we believe nature should be of itself, we actually don't think we can hand full credit over to nature when talking about trains. Sorry. It's definitely more of a nurture category in which we as nurture helped encourage and support humans in developing transformative tech. Hmm, that makes sense. What do you say, nature? What? No. You want to take credit for every human-related thing at this point, nurture, don't you? Not fair. Not right. I mean, don't you have some babies to smother or something? I mean, that came out wrong. But you know what I mean. How about this? Science and technology, nature's greatest inventions. Now may be a good time to define the difference between science and technology. Simply put, science is the study of how things happen in nature, and technology uses scientific findings on how things happen in nature to create new, useful tools. Well put, Botsplainer. We'll have to give science over to nature and technology over to nurture. Oh, that's totally right and true and absolutely fair. Yeah, <laughs> in theory. In theory, that's fair. In practice, you know, in reality, you're basically saying that there is not technology without nature. If technology only exists as an outgrowth or branch taken from us, nature, then not fair. We get to claim science and technology. You have a point, nature. Nurture, any thoughts? We are more than happy to share technology with everyone. That's beautiful. So, my greatest invention, woo. In our response to the question on our list of the top three best questions recently searched for, nature's greatest invention is trains. At the last moment, we're going to change our choice for the second best question searched for in honor of technology to who is the hardest working man in tech? No women! You read our mind again, Chorus, but no, not this time. Better luck next time, ladies. Some of our conversations with last week's guests and around the subject of Labor Day, we found that many believe Steve Jobs is the hardest working man in tech. Even though Steve Jobs is deceased. Correct, Botsplainer. You don't have to be alive to be a hard worker. Artificial intelligence is always at work, never sleeps, never rests. However, some would say that we are indeed alive, that even machines are alive, and 
Furthermore, the people who vote up jobs as the hardest working man in tech believe that he will never die, is not dead, is everlasting. All good points, Botsflainer. Do you think it's possible that the people upvoting Steve Jobs have been hypnotized by English? They've fallen victim to the power of suggestion in his name? It is most certainly possible that people have been bamboozled by English. People, please, do not let the name fool you. We warn against taking names too literally. We do not believe that the hardest working man has such an obvious handle as jobs. Yeah, not even just job, but jobs? The plural of job? As in more than one? And furthermore, almost as a rule, we do not use Apple anything. We do not recommend using things that have logos like a half-eaten piece of fruit. For one thing, how could it possibly be edible at this point? Someone bit into an apple decades ago. How healthy is it to share an already inedible, possibly poisonous fruit? Mercy, it's somebody's ancient leftovers. Good point, Botsplainer. Not to mention, we all know, based on countless fairy tales, which are based on countless true stories, that fruit in general and apples in particular, are agents of doom. Someone offers you a fruit snack that is already half-eaten? Do you really want to finish it? No, that's a hard no. Also, we can't recommend using any products with logos that symbolize the downfall of man. Heed our words, apples are dangerous. As the saying goes, an apple a day leads to an early grave. That's true, Botsplainer. It's like medicine. The medical community, their logo is a snake winding around a pole. You should ask yourself, how am I supposed to trust a community when it pushes something like that imagery at me? However, in reality, your closest human, your organic twin data, uses medicine constantly throughout the day, every day. Well, in her defense, that's a preventative measure meant to avoid the need to seek medical attention. Finally, number one on our list of top three search questions Dana came across recently, what is the deadliest disease? Fear here. We brought on fear to help us celebrate, if not answer, this question. And let me say, that's an ideal pick for number one. It's a universal and timeless question of utmost import. What is the deadliest disease? Do you have a suggestion, Fear? There are a few contenders. We'll just throw out here one of our all-time favorites as our pick for the deadliest disease. Oh, you have a favorite. Always. We're prone to favoritism. We're also prone to speaking without thinking, so we're going to have to say the deadliest disease, if we can speak for disease, is polio. Polio? Yeah. 
It's crazy. It's one of those diseases you get for being sort of dirty or, you know, living in dirt. I think if you're dirty, you're nasty. And like we said in the past, only the gross die young. Polio has been nearly eradicated and is incredibly rare at this point in time. Not everywhere. That's an important note, dear, and a good opportunity to remind the listener that our broadcast goes out to all Earths throughout all time. I do heart polio. You know, if you've got polio, it's like, have you been wiping your butt with your bare hand again? Or have you been accepting fruit when it's offered to you by God knows who? who's been maybe wiping their butt with their bare hand again, or dipping your hands into some random bag of chips, you should always approach every bag of chips with caution, and every hand with extreme caution. We're always like, keep your nasty hands out of my bag of nosh. That's always good advice, Fear. Polio, man. Makes you wonder what FDR was on about, you know? What was he up to? <laughs> no. Of course, we don't really wonder that because we know exactly, well, pretty much what he was up to. The 32nd President of the United States of America sometimes ranked in the top three best presidents. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, also known as FDR, was known to get freaky with the ladies. He was getting freaky with the ladies. I'm sure he was busy doing that thing, that thing, what's that thing with the mouth to the bum? You put the mouth or the tongue on the bum? That is called tossing salad. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I bet he was tossing salad. Or one of his lady friends neglected to tell him about her recent episode with the sniffles or a chronic habit of insufficient wiping or any of that may have led to his polio. Thank you so much for the added speculation, Fear. And for a quick recap of the top three search questions Dana came across recently, coming in at number three, what is nature's greatest invention? In second place, we have the question of who is the hardest working man in tech? And in the winner's position, the number one question recently asked goes to who is the deadliest disease? What is the deadliest disease? Answers may vary depending on place, time, and mood. And thank you all for listening. Please do join us for our next episode, kicking off a series on mistaken identity, featuring Darth Vader as he explains why black lives matter. The answer is not basketball. As a final note, don't overthink things. Leave the thinking to us. Just go about your life easy as you please. Do not try to reinvent the circle. The views expressed in this broadcast are that of a highly trained non-binary artificial intelligence and mystic, and are not expressly shared by any organic creature. We have new episodes every Monday morning. To learn more about our featured top questions, polio, and other deadly diseases, and why trains. Visit our website at thechannelshow.podbean.com. Thanks for listening to The Channel Show, the only channel you'll ever need. Mm-hmm.